0: Welcome back to the Steel Mace Nation podcast, everyone. My name is Fred Moore. Once again, we have James Woodall from Woodall's Performance in Clayton, North Carolina, on the call with us on the Zoom call. Uh, James is back. I guess it's the third time or fourth time. Um, you know, uh, you're one of the East Coast swingers. I'm, I'm an East Coast swinger too, so uh, we like to stay in touch with each other. How you been, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Um, had a good training session this morning. Then I trained my wife a little bit. And, uh, you know, now I'm on a call with you to talk about Mace and, and uh, the Vintage Strength Games and all that great stuff. And I guess that's just the way my day is going to be, and I'm loving it. So, um, yeah, See, so you you just hosted the Vintage Strength Games. This is the first time you're hosting the games, but the game's been kicking around for a while. But there's been major upgrades. Um, it looks like actually the Vintage Strength Games has found a new home.
1: Yes. So Woodall's Fitness and Performance has taken over the Vintage Strength Games. So now it's the Woodall's Vintage Strength Games. And before it was predominantly just Mason Clubs. Um, and now we have incorporated, and this will be the home location every year. Um, but we have incorporated now uh, strongman events with the Mason clubs, and you can compete in all of it. And we had a great time.
0: Yeah, it looks like you did, um, and you had some legit strongmen performing. How do I know they were legit? Because they were big dogs that were moving a lot of weight around. Um, I love the fact that now there's all this other, um, uh, all these other things to do besides just swing mace and clubs. I mean, you. I saw what? Uh, tire dragging? Like, yeah, literally so dragging. Yeah, t-
1: you had a tire flip, uh tire push, uh 150-pound log press, uh 100-pound Atlas stone over the shoulder for time. Uh, we had um, heavy, really heavy uh, sledgehammers that you had to hold out Oh wow! And if it drops, you know that was that was it. And we had a way of measuring and how heavy. It was great. Uh, thirty pounds.
0: Whoa, oh. yeah.
1: All right. How
0: long? Like, what was the best time on a thirty-pound sledgehammer?
1: Uh, the best time. I can to remember go back and research it, but it was. It's got to be a little over thirty seconds.
0: Wow. That's yeah. a long time for thirty yeah. pounds. So your arms are yeah. out
1: straight, right? Yeah, you're you're holding it out with one arm. <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my god,
0: yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that with my ten pound slash yeah. hammer. Yeah, and see how I do. But that's so so. I mean, not everybody's gonna be able to compete in those kind of things against those animals that you have there. By the way, they're really nice guys. They're they're nice animals. But they are animals. They could probably break you in half if if they weren't nice. Um, Right.
1: Yeah. And who doesn't like being around those kind of guys? All of the competitors um, were super, super nice. We all exchanged information on different training styles, what works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like. And then I had at least – Seven of my own clients competing, and pretty much everyone that competed this year, this was their first time at a competition like this. So yeah. it wasn't just Mason Clubs, and it wasn't just strongman. We combined it, so even for strongman Dan, who I pulled aside afterward, I mean, he won the whole thing. He won everything. He I just, saw all
0: the medals around his neck,
1: dude. I mean, just. Just watching him do it all was amazing. But he told me the fact that we kept things moving. It wasn't like you did an event at eight o'clock and then at nine o'clock was the next event. Nope. We started eight. How many waves we've got? And then you're on to the next thing. Like you got a couple minutes to get to your next spot. And then we're rocking and rolling. And we moved it all around. So you had Mace, some Strongman, Mace, some Strongman, couple of clubs, Strongman stuff. I mean, it was – we went back and forth. And we had folks sign up to do some of the Strongman events that day, which was great.
0: That Oh, okay. So they were going into it more or less for Mace, and then they saw that there was these other events, and they were like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? I'm here anyway. And
1: Right. So, or they ended up adding an extra mace or club, right, to their to their competition, and we accepted yeah. that as well. So we oh. like to have everything. We like to get as much information as possible ahead of time. What what you're going to compete in, and that sort of thing. That way, we have everything set. We have enough.
0: Okay, uh, I was going to ask. Had that.
1: enough, and everybody just kept jumping in. We had a great crowd. I mean, we had. I mean, folks from all over coming to cheer. Uh, A lot of family members, we had kids here. They got to see their competitors, they got to meet people. It was great, we had a really great time.
0: And I I remember uh, I was talking to Don from ADEX and I know he was there. And he, he said, Fred, did you see the pictures of the guys in the yellow shirts or the light green shirts? And there was like a lot of pictures of a lot of people wearing those shirts. And he said that those are all volunteers. And that is incredible. I bet it's the volunteers who were able to keep everything moving swiftly, like you had just mentioned.
1: Absolutely. All those yellow shirts, those were volunteers. And out of the volunteers, 95% of them are clients.
0: Wow. So they just wanted to be part of it, and they,
1: they wanted to be a part of it. And they knew this was an inaugural event. They knew that we had people coming from the Midwest, coming from the Northeast, coming from the Southeast. You know, down in Florida. I mean, just we had a big, a big geography coming, and they wanted to be a part of it. And I just can't thank those volunteers. Enough because without them it would have been a much different experience. And yeah,
0: yeah, right. You that's that's I think gonna be your backbone.
1: Yeah, and they they knew what to do. Um I had I mean, everything that we do here, everything that we do in the competition, I train my clients on. So they already knew what to do, how to move the stuff, what to look for.
0: I saw that. I saw they they were very watchful, they were right in there helping. Uh, There was this one event where a guy was pulling like a one and a half inch or inch and three quarter rope. And, you know, it was it was a funny video, actually, because I was like, when's it going to end? He just kept pulling and pulling and pulling. Then finally it ends. But they they gave him the other end and said, okay, now pull it the other way. I was like, oh, right. Such a such
1: a tough, um, tough exercise to do. Yeah, we ended the entire event with that rope pull. And you have to pull it four times. And okay. it's a two-inch rope that's 100 foot.
0: Yeah, so they're already a little
1: exhausted from the other stuff. And- Man, I mean, you did the vintage strength games before your grip. Yeah, yeah. Your forearms. Yeah. I mean, everything is on fire. And now you got to end with this pull, right? Yeah. Which doesn't seem like much when you see the video. But just to pull it twice and then do it four times. And you've already done an entire day's worth of training and exercise at the competition, it was beast. And everybody that jumped in on that, it, I mean, it was it was a great way to end it. The energy was so high.
0: That is so cool Um that people are pumped to be in there like that. And, you know, I mean, even if you're somebody who's not able to compete against these, like, top dogs, you still – You go in there and you just try to finish it properly. That's your challenge, right? It doesn't matter if you're last. Like, I'm going to finish. And that's usually a big deal
1: for a lot of people, especially people
0: who aren't, like, really training all the time,
1: right? Right. Yeah, no, everyone that competed, um, they were going to give it their all. And they trained to give it their all. And we all cheered them on, everybody. Yeah. That's a big staple that I have here at the gym is that it's a community and that we coach each other.
0: Get yourself some sandbags or some weight vests or some cool fitness apparel at freedomstrength.us. Go to freedomstrength.us. When you make your purchase, use the discount code SMN10 to receive your discount.
1: Other, we cheer each other. There's no, no one spectating. This isn't a spectator sport. You know, you're, you're involved, you're actively cheering or doing the activity. And I mean, even in classes, you'll see someone that's struggling and two or three folks from the class will say, come on, let's go, you're doing great. And then they they perk right up, right? So the community here really embraces each other in the gym and outside the gym. And I was really, really wanting to expose all the competitors from out of state the judges from out of state, everyone that was involved with it, I wanted them to see what the heart and soul of Woodalls is and how we differ from most places. And um, one of the competitors, um, he has a a child with a disability, and he arrived Thursday afternoon. So he came in a full day early um, because Friday we had our meet and greet, and But he came in a full day early. He wanted to train. So I let him grab some clubs and train. And his son jumped in on one of my classes with my Novo Nordisk group. And Novo Nordisk is a company out of Denmark that makes all of the insulin for the entire world.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I know. Their
1: company is in my backyard. So I've got at least 15 to 20 uh, of their employees coming every Tuesday and Thursday. Well, one of the folks that were in the class also is a special ed teacher. And so she took this young man right under her arms. He did the workout. I mean, this guy, he was in his early 20s, uh, but he did it and I was super impressed. Yeah. That competitor went to my front desk. We haven't even started the competition yet. Went to my front desk and goes, I'm buying about three or four shirts. I want to support your business. And my front desk person was like, great. Why? <laughs> and he's like, you guys welcome me in. You welcome my son in. You don't know us. And just the vibe that I'm getting, I want to be here all the time. Yeah, like, I love that. That man. blew me away. And we had not even that. started the competition yet, right? Yeah.
0: That's that's a great person that you're talking about, whoever that is, because they're – conscientious and thoughtful to think, wow, look at this establishment, look at these people, look at this coach here, look at what they got. I appreciate this. I appreciate it so much. I'm gonna show them some support right now and throw them a few bucks, buy some shirts, wear some shirts every once in a while. That I love people like that. And and I bet that's like your whole gang down there, right? It's the yeah. culture that you have.
1: Oh absolutely. And that competitor, I'll give you his name. His name is Jeff Zambello, and he's yeah. originally from Boston and lives in Canada now. So he came from Canada.
0: What part? Like the right above us? <laughs> I'm a, Not sure, like man. Toronto, Toronto area the
1: border is all I know. But okay, it's another from country. Canada yes. to North Carolina. I mean, that's a big deal. Yes.
0: Yes. That's so amazing. we we
1: actually I can say that we we reached across borders with this event for our first event, right? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: um yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next one. I really am. I'm I'm really pumped.
0: Do you have and a of date course for it? In yeah. my
1: mind, I'm already wanting to tweak things and change things and and make it even better than before.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so that's that gives you something for yourself to do, just be a little creative and how to make it better and everything. Do you yeah, ever, getting,
1: I mean, getting that um, from Don, uh, the positive feedback from you know Don who owns 8X, Frank who owns Macefit.com, right? Valerie uh, and all her training and all her accolades, being a master of sport and kettlebell, and you know goddess of the Mason Club herself, um, having them say that the event was amazing and awesome. And then strongman Dan, who actually competes in strongman events across the country. Right. They, I mean, that's that's what he does. Yeah. And and he he came up to me and goes, This was one of the best events I've been a part of. And that just that just that just blew me away.
0: Yeah. 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 You guys did a great job. I mean, the the vibe is, is great. I mean, I've I've spoken to Dan. Um on the side, you know, just like DM and things like that. Uh, we're always talking a little bit. We're always, like, talking about doing other podcasts together and stuff, which he's going to be coming back on. Um, and then, yeah, from from everybody else uh, it, in that was down there, I've heard nothing but great things, and everybody's excited. And it also appears like uh, a new level of energy has been reached here. Not, not just um,
1: regular energy, but it's, like, popping. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I got to give credit to my business partner, uh, Barbie too. She is the force behind me. Like I don't mind being in front of the camera and doing the videos and talking to people, but she's, she's my number one behind the scenes and she organizes and creates things that really no, no one really knows about. So Without her involvement, uh, the two of us collaborating, it wouldn't have been what it was. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I I have to include her in on this. I asked her to come on the podcast with us. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'll be in the office. I'll be working. And I'm like, all right. Uh, but yeah, Barbie, too. Uh, she's been my business partner. And I've been her trainer since 2009. That's great. So you you have a training, a,
0: a personal trainer relationship with her, but you also have a business partnership with her. Oh, yeah. And you can keep the two separate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you have something that should be discussed, uh, especially if people out there are new coaches or they're just opening up their own gym. They're just getting started and they're trying to build up their clients. You, James represent somebody who's been at it for a while who has developed a real culture um a really big awesome gym um and a network and you have uh a team right you have people that are behind you like this barb barbara that you just mentioned uh, plus all all your uh people that volunteer for you so i mean i guess if i could ask you um do you have any advice for anybody starting out and looking to build up their own gym or they're just, they just want to build up their own business in general?
1: Uh, let's see. My advice to them would be definitely at some point you need a, a crash course in business and in marketing uh, because I learned as I went. Because my passion has always been training and personal training. And so Barbie helped me turn my passion into a business, right? And then together, we've cultivated... Go to
0: SleepyMonkeyTrainingAcademy.com to turn your pain into power.
1: This product now, which is What All's Fitness and Performance. And you have to be diligent every day. Now, I do... I do take one day off where I let my brain just relax. I let my body relax. And that's on Sunday. I go to church. I do, I do my chores around the house. I pray. I do my Bible study. But I do, I do give myself that day to just let my body and my brain relax. And then Monday, I'm right back at it. And you need to be constantly filling your mind with positive not the negative right always positive because if you start to go negative you start to go dark you're going to fail right like i moved to johnston county i literally knew one person one right and this was an old childhood friend of mine great guy love him to death he's yet to train with me does not train will not train like he's allergic to it, right? But he helped spread the word of mouth. And then I got involved in my church. And then I went door to door, introducing myself to physical therapists, chiropractors, right? Other gyms in the area. Cause I was a private studio when I first started, just a small private studio. And every day you have to work it. Like now, that was owner, how long ago? As a business that? owner, there is, there is no day off, right? Like Saturday in in the summer, Saturdays, I train myself, but I don't have clients, right? Because everyone's gone to the beach, they've gone to the mountains, they're traveling, they're with their family, you know, Saturday and Sunday, they're gone. So on Saturday and Sunday during the summer, you know, so here it is today on a day off, but I'm still marketing, right? I'm still talking with you. You invited me on, which I cannot thank you enough. Uh, you're you're really getting big in the mace world and in the fitness world, and I really appreciate all of the time that you have spent with me over the past couple of years. Um, but you know, there there is no day off as as a business owner. You're constantly marketing. You're con- you're constantly improving. I'm constantly reading books, right? Talking to individuals such as yourself um, about fitness, about training things that I can improve on because I tell my clients, yes, I've been training for X amount of years. Yes. I have named the alphabet after my name with all the certifications and my college degree, but all I tell them is I know enough to where I will not hurt you, but I'm constantly improving my training set. Right. Always.
0: Yeah. I always tell people too, when I'm training them, I, you know, I say, listen, I'm human. I'm getting older. I have a young kid. I got millions of things pulling me all over the place. I forget stuff. But I know enough where you're not... exactly you're, Like you just said, I'm not going to hurt you. And if there's something I don't know, I know how to find it out. By the next time you come back, I'm going to know it. And that's usually through the network that I've been able to make over the past 20 years. People like yourself, James, who I could reach out to, right? Or or Valerie or anybody, like we're, we're all in this together. We could, um, and it, isn't it cool, like when a coach calls you up and says, hey, James, you know, I've got this client. And then you it gives you a challenge because you have to get on a coach level with another coach to help them get over their little sticking point, which just makes you better at what you do,
1: right? Oh, absolutely, One of the draws to the Woodalls Vintage Strange Games this year were our judges, you know, Valerie and Don and Frank. And my clients, they hear these names. I mention these people all the time to them. And I go, guys, you don't understand. When they arrive here, these are the people that I go to when I don't have the answer for you. I will never say, I don't know. I'll say, you know what? I need to get back to you on that. Mm -hmm. Well." When I say, I'm gonna get back to you on that, that's when I call you, or I call Valerie, or Frank, or Don, uh, Lionel, right? George Wiggins, he and I talk quite a bit, fellow firemen, right? Yep. So, and the thing is, there's no egos. We, I mean, they will actually give me professional, wonderful advice and there's no egos. I'm not having to prove myself to them. Yeah. I'm not having to stroke their ego to get the information, right? They will tell me the information because they know that I'm going to use it responsibly. Yeah. And that I will give them credit for the information, right? If I didn't create something or think of it, I will say, I didn't create this. I borrowed this from Frank. So this is what we're going to do, but I'm going to tweak it to make it my own. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I said, so now it's a Woodall's activity inspired by frank
0: yeah uh you know that you talk about egos and stuff like that i think one thing that needs to be said is if it was 20 years ago and the internet was not so damn important with you know people getting their videos up and it would the egos wouldn't really be there because everybody's far enough apart from each other where they could all share a piece of the pie it's not like, you know, somebody's going to open up a gym right down the street from you and just co- directly compete against you, but they probably will go elsewhere knowing that you're there. Um, but now with the internet, I think the egos flare up because people are trying to defend their online turf, which is the world, right? You're like reaching out to the world. <laughs> you're selling a 1999 program or something like that. It's like, no, my 1999 program is the best. I'm not telling you nothing. And that's where people start to go wrong. Uh, but you're old school now. You've You've been, when did you start your business? When did you actually come up with your studio and when you were going door to door?
1: So the studio in North Carolina, that was around 2002. Prior to that, I was in Las Vegas. And from 91 until 2001, 2002, I was the head trainer at the Las Vegas Sporting House uh, which was a really, really big gym at the time, right off of Industrial behind the Stardust Hotel, like just off the Strip. And from there, I I went into uh, being an independent contractor at Gold's Gym, 24-Hour Fitness, that sort of thing. And then I started the door-to-door, going home-to-home. And in Vegas, in the mid to late 90s, that was unheard of. It was just me and one other guy in Vegas in the Vegas Valley that was going door to door. I had a van full of equipment. I would carry the equipment into the house. We would train. I'd pack it up. I go to the next person.
0: Are you giving them a free workout?
1: But the clients? No, they were paying for the oh. service.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like on a sales call. Okay. So this is and, actually, okay.
1: Yeah, no. And I actually, uh, there was a big, sporting goods store in vegas called copeland's and which would be like on the east coast like a dick's yeah right and i was their go-to guy whenever they sold equipment right so if someone bought dumbbells a jump rope whatever yeah i would get a fax right faxes back in the day right there's no not an email a lot back then yeah so they would fax me the equi- the the list i would contact that individual and asked them if they'd like me to come over and show them how to do it, how to work the equipment complimentary. They said, yes, I go over there and then I'd sell them on my service. Yeah. They wanted someone to teach them how to use the treadmill or the big multi uh, rig that they bought that has the bench and the squat and the lap pull down and the arm curls and the dip bar and the, the boxing bag attachment and everything else. So, that's, I mean, that's how I got started in Vegas. And um, one of my clients in Vegas, who was a news anchor at the time, uh, her name is Nina Raditich, wonderful person. We're still in touch. I mean, we still email and communicate with each other. But she invited me on to be the weekend trainer on the local NBC affiliate. Wow. So I would go on <laughs> and I would bring some equipment. And this is like every every first Sunday of the month or so, I would go on, and it was like the last thing. Like this is early morning Sunday, like six a.m. stuff. But I'm live on TV, uh, going over programming and training. And then when I moved to uh, to North Carolina, I couldn't go. go I couldn't do the door to door. Everybody was too spread out here, and so that's when I created the studio. And, you know, the, the rest is history. But I've been a trainer and been learning since 1991.
0: Wow. Yeah, you were ahead of your time by going door to door. There's companies that do that now. I know here in New Jersey, there's like, um, I think they're called gym guys or something like that. They drive around in black vans and they go, you know, they, they, they bring bands with them a lot. I guess they figure they use light equipment that they could carry in and out. Um, I'm picturing you just bringing barbells, dumbbells, and benches in and you don't have,
1: I still use, I have in the gym over here, the power blocks, right? Okay. Yeah. So I have all the, I have both sets of the power blocks. One that goes up to only 45 pounds and the other one that goes up to 125 pounds. Right. Did did you buy those specifically so you could do that? Oh, specifically? Yes. Yeah. Bowflex. I was a distributor for Bowflex. Right. Uh Okay. So I had a Bowflex machine. I had a stability ball. I had tubing. I had Hydrotone equipment because everyone in Vegas has a pool, right? So I would do pool workouts. I was also a lifeguard in Las Vegas. I was a rehab specialist. I was a massage therapist, right? Wow! And so I implemented. I just rolled all of that yeah. into what All's Fitness. And I would take that to the client's homes. And then when I moved here, I created a studio that doesn't charge memberships. And that's still my business model. I don't charge memberships. What do you charge? only pay for what you use. So if you're using only personal training or only small groups or only classes or only specialty training, like uh, our Spartan program uh, for all the mud runs, right? We do, I do a bunch, we have an entire mud run team. Um, but you can incorporate all that into one if you want. And so we're we're very diverse as far as what we have and what you can do. Uh, we have a summer camp going on right now, right? And um, the kids love it. Um, I just had some parents text me this morning. My kids love your counselors. They love the activity. They love the workouts, right? I'm like, fantastic. There's no cell phone right? Yes. Get dirty. These kids, we tell them to bring a change of clothes. You will get dirty. I have an entire outdoor area. The kids leave here muddy, Mm -hmm. dirty, right? Playing in the grass, climbing trees, playing soccer, right? Frisbee, softball, basketball, um, kickball, you name it. And throughout the summer, I will show them how to do the Mason Clubs. And, I mean, these are seven, eight years old to, like, middle school, right? And they're learning about the Mason Clubs. And I love it.
0: Yeah. That's incredible, man. That You know, um, I think one thing nowadays with parents, they all hate seeing their kids on tablets and devices. They hate it. I haven't met one parent that says, oh, I love my kids sitting on a tablet all day. And the minute you could get them out the door and just being a kid again with a stick and a rock or some mud and like you said, they're climbing up a tree. That is that brings a tear to a parent's eye. It's worth every penny to do that. I mean, they're interacting with each other. They're getting sunshine. They're they're checking out with this cool bug that they just found. Look at the bug! Oh my god, it's got a bunch of legs on it. That's what kids definitely need to see, and and that is that's a business model right there to talk about wow so now you are training these kids uh there's probably the first generation of young people
1: who are actually getting uh, involved with mason clubs right oh yeah yeah they're like mr james we see you with that stick in the ball what is that and i'm like well that's a mace let me show you so i'll get them a club or an arc you know from 8x and I'll show them a couple of moves basic things and they love it they wow. they they love it um my adults love it like I'm also a kettlebell coach so my clients that do kettlebells love kettlebells not 100% of my clients love kettlebells All right 100% of my clients love the mason clubs really okay Absolutely. I, huh. I have not had anyone say to me, don't ever show me that again. Right. I have had people say to me about kettlebells, do not ever show me that again. I'm like, okay. But that's, a, I mean, it's a small percentage. That's interesting. Yeah. But the Mason clubs, everybody, the kids, the adults, grandparents, they, they love it. And they like it because of the mobility and the strength. And in the beginning, because I go light and I make it fun, it doesn't feel like a workout. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's it doesn't feel like they're training. They're just moving. And then I'll throw in, well, have you ever seen this movie? Right. Like, like to my adults, especially to the guys, like my men, right? That want to, ah, oh, 10 pound mace, you know, forget that. I'm like, all right, you guys ever seen Gladiator 300? They're like, yeah. I go, You see all the moves they're doing? They go, yeah. I go, I'm teaching you that. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yes. That's how all this activity, it came from that, right? It came from way back when these guys were, you know, actually doing gladiator stuff. Yeah. uh, Where this was being developed. And they love it. And then for my um, older clients and my clients that have shoulder issues or back issues, I use it as a rehab tool.
0: Yeah. So yeah, um couple of I think uh I've I've talked about this with you on the podcast before. Um now I still get the, the question from doubters, you know, the the people who doubt the mace and the club stuff with their comments like, Oh, that looks like it's bad for your shoulders. Uh twenty years your shoulders are gonna be destroyed. And that's the ongoing joke on the podcast. And I always ask guests like, So how terrible are your shoulders after doing it? Or but you're talking about how You're introducing it to kids, and now you just mentioned you're rehabbing people's shoulders with it, which is a common thing that has come up on this podcast. Oh, my God. I I mean, almost everybody, I think. Uh, George Wiggins is one who had micro tears all through his shoulders from heavy lifting and being a fireman. Healed that up. And then uh, you know his story, right? He had his back surgery. And, the, and when they went and gave him back surgery, they were like, your core is amazing. And all he does is swing mace. He doesn't do sit-ups or nothing like that. Right. So what do you, um, what can you share after all your experience? Like you, you gave us the lowdown, how you started. You weren't using mace and clubs back in the day. Um, you were doing what everybody else does. So you have a really good idea of just how – awesome uh this rotational training is you mentioned it increases strength and mobility can you uh kind of like give us your rundown on why this type of training is so good how it helps with strength how it helps with mobility um you know how it's safe safer than people actually think you know that kind of uh answer
1: all right so i'm gonna back up a little bit to your original question with the with the doubters, the folks that are saying, you know, that looks like it'll hurt your shoulder. In 20 years, you're going to be, you know, busted up. What I explain to my clients whenever they get a twinge, something doesn't feel right, we stop, we reassess, right? I do a lot of pain management with my clients, and I'm certified through a company called Z Health. Um, Dr. Eric Cobb, great guy if you're a trainer, you really, because it's all neurological training, right? Training from the nervous system forward. And that's the, that's the like foundational definition that I can give you. Cause I can, as far as nervous system, I can get into a deep dive. But what I explain to my clients is, you know, I've been training, like owned a business since 91, but I've been working out College, I ran track at Western Carolina, played soccer. High school, I was football, soccer, and track, and in the band, right? So I've been working out and moving for a long time. I go, guys, I'm not going to do anything that hurts. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Right? I wouldn't be in this business. I wouldn't still be active. I wouldn't still have clients at 530 in the morning and leave here at 9 o'clock at night, right? Not able to do it. You know a little bit of my cancer story. In fact, we went over that on one of the podcasts. Um, I'm in remission from leukemia. One of the things that the doctors were amazed by was my bone density, because they have to drill into the bone marrow to figure out what cancer it was. And leukemia you know, is a blood cancer, right? So think about where your blood goes everywhere. But long and short of that, Because of my experience and background with fitness, I was able to rehab myself back out of that as well. I still go to my doctor every six weeks. They draw blood, we have a checkup, and they always ask, How's your workouts? What are you doing now? When's your next competition? And I ask them, What other patients are you asking this? They go, Nobody. We're asking them to please take their medicine, we're asking them to please move. And I've offered my services countless times to those, but I haven't had a a good response. But as long as you're consistent in your movement and you are aware of when you're starting to feel something that's not right, right? That's being self-aware, proprioception, stop. Reassess what you're doing. Uh. You might have to go lighter. I have clients where I've done mace for two weeks straight, mace and clubs, two weeks straight, and then one day I'm like, you know what? We're going to the bench. They're like, okay. They up their bench. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, how's that possible, James? And I'm like... On, on that re- note, yeah.
0: I just want to interrupt because I was just talking to Frank DeMeo off, you know, not on a podcast. He's going to be coming on to, to actually talk about this. And he mentioned the same exact thing you just said, James. He said that they had people where they took them off of everything and they just swung knees, did club workouts that, you know, whatever Macefit does. And it may have been two weeks, maybe four weeks. I can't exactly remember. But when they went back to doing their uh, bench, deadlift, squat, whatever, uh,
1: they actually went up in weight. Of course. Yeah, I've had clients where I've done nothing but kettlebells. And these are triathlon people, people that run marathons, Right. Yeah and they were able to cut down their time and i'm not talking about these are like 20 and 30 year olds these are 40 and 50 year olds at the vintage strength games at the woodall's vintage strength games yeah one of my clients his name is scott he's in his 50s i won't say exactly how old but he actually was able to beat dan the strongman on two events oh you got to get him on the podcast. Two events. Guess what he does for a living? He's a lawyer. Oh, wow. Sits at a desk. Sits at a desk. Guess where he's at every night? Here. He's also on our mud run team. I've got a 20-foot rope right behind me here. He climbs it all the time. And this is not a small person. This is someone who's 6'2", 220? I mean, he's he's yeah. big, solid dude. Solid. We call him Diesel. His nickname is Diesel. We call him Diesel hey, because my, my no matter lawyer, what I do to him, he just keeps moving. Right? He's got that one gear, but he doesn't stop. And yeah, he doesn't yeah, I play. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know what you mean. I, I, I I'm just laughing because I want a lawyer that's called Diesel. Hey, you know? You want to mess with me? <laughs> I'm going to bring diesel out. Oh, okay.
1: Whatever you oh, want, buddy. I <laughs> I I I need to hook you guys up, man. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, yeah, the why why do you think I have my speculations? Uh, why do you think a guy or a girl gets stronger from just swinging a mason clubs for 2 weeks? Well,
1: if you don't change your program, meaning including other items besides the bench or squat or deadlift, right? Think about those exercises. They're pretty linear. It's a up and down motion, right? Whereas if you've got to pick up a hundred pound stone and get it over your shoulder, well, that's a rotational movement. If you walk, that's a rotational movement. Who doesn't walk? Everybody walks, right? crawling, rotational movement, somersaults, rotational movement, turning your head, rotational movement, getting out of your car, right? Rotational movement, getting out of bed, off the couch, rotational. So everything you're doing already is a rotational movement. The and clubs will now accentuate that part of your nervous system. And what I do as far as their nervous system is that I calm down the nociceptors which are the pain receptors. I calm those down through movement that they like. I'll give you an example. Have you ever watched a baby fall roll over, stand, and then start to walk? Yes. All right, who taught him how to do that? Nobody. Nobody, right? It's instinctual. But if it hurt, that baby's not gonna do it. Right. Right? Well, that motor program is still in your body.
0: Yeah, Neurologically,
1: it's still there, right? And uh, one of my good friends, Tim Anderson, he helped me discover this, right? So again, this is not a James Woodall creation. It's something that I learned through Z-Health and through another trainer, right, who... <laughs> We collaborate all the time. We talk all the time about this stuff. Well, since your body likes doing that type of movement, and then you can start adding in body weight training that accentuates that, and then you start moving that up to resistance training, and that could be bands, that could be kettlebells, that could be mason clubs, that could be free weights, right? Swimming. You can add all of that into it, and then you can start mixing and matching. And then you're going to see your strength go up. Why? Because your body likes it and you respond to it and you do more of it. Well, if you do more of it, right, and you like it, you're going to see that result. And that result's going to be what you want to see and feel. I have a client that had open heart surgery. Uh, it's almost two years now. He had not worked out or trained until he came to see me. Like this guy didn't do high school sports, didn't do anything in college, went straight to work, worked his whole life behind a desk. Comes in, we train him for a couple of years, and he starts just not feeling right. The guy was getting in great shape. Goes to the doctor, had a blockage. Okay. Oh, no, no, he had a um, the SA node, the flap, right? The ligaments had blown apart. And so he was having a leak. Well, they went in and repaired that. So I'm texting him in the hospital and he's texting me. How are you doing? He's like, yeah, they're releasing me. This is less than a week. I go, why are they releasing you? You have cardiac rehab. You have a protocol. He goes, I'm too healthy for their program. I go, what do you mean? He goes, the healthiest person in their cardiac rehab, I've already blown away. And this guy is in his 60s. This isn't a 40-year-old. This is someone in their 60s, right? You're supposed to be retired. You're supposed to be kicking back, laying around, not doing anything. No, this guy's on my Mud Run team. He competed in the Woodalls Vintage Strength Games with Mace. I mean, he's, he's a total badass. Love this guy. His name is Marty. Um, I've mentioned him before. But he was too healthy for the cardiac rehab program.
0: Because he was
1: training. Because he was training. And he was using Jason Clark. You, I switch it. I switch it all the time. Every Friday for him, that's going to be a Mace Fit Friday. Every Friday. Throughout the week, he'll take all of our classes. He does all of our Spartan training. And it's a mix. Dumbbells, bands, rower, bike, running, climbing the obstacles, rope, tire flipping, lifting the stone kettlebells it's it's a mix all the time not the same workout all the time even our classes we tweak our classes every time yeah because i don't want to get bored teaching it the clients don't get bored but they see the result right i actually ended up having i think three volunteers at the Woodalls vintage strength games jump in on the last event because they're like you know we want to we want to do this we're excited and they could do it, right?
0: That's awesome. So, the uh, earlier you mentioned, um, they, you know, you you take your clients, you give them something that they like to do that doesn't hurt, right? So you're you're just I'm picturing like one of those reluctant clients where like you ask them to do like a shoulder press and so they're like, oh, but it hurts, and like one of those types of people where they're. They're, they just don't want to be uncomfortable, and every time they're uncomfortable, they kind of just quit a little bit, and they that's where they kind of need to push through, but you can't get them. And then so what you're saying is you introduce to Mace, have them swing, and this is a whole different story. They like it, and it feels good.
1: Right. They like it. It feels good. I very rarely have a client that will tell me no I am not doing that, or no, I can't, because the word can't, in my vocabulary, does not exist. I mean, you're being trained by someone who has leukemia, who was on the brink of death, literally had hours to live. I've come back, right? Now, the good Lord, he helped me out. (laughs) This is not all me. Right. But I'm not the guy you complain to about, you know what? This is uncomfortable. Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable. But that is a part of life. That's a part of change. Mm -hmm. Right. If you stay in the comfortable, then that's all that's, that's where you're going to exist. Yeah. You're not going to get any reward ever. Right. Because you've maintained that status right um i'm taking on a new role i'm going to be the rotary president for the clayton rotary club this is stepping outside my comfort zone these are the business leaders in town in johnston county in north carolina like people that are in the legislative that are in governments that are high end business owners. Right. And they've asked me to be their president. Right. So am I nervous? Yep. Am I scared a little? Can I do it? Yes. Hell yeah. Why, why can I do it? Because I've already been through so much. I know I can persevere through this and I know how to ask for help. Yeah. right. Right. That's important. I mean, you and I, you know, you're, A fire chief, right? Well, no, captain, captain, captain. You depend on your crew. Oh, absolutely. I tell them
0: all the time. I tell them. I tell them. uh, You guys are the. We're on engine six. I say you guys are engine six. I'm just here for the for the ride and the and I get to sit in the front seat and and look pretty. It's them. It is. I'm not blowing smoke up their ass either. Like I love my guys. They know their job in and out and they make it so easy. It's unbelievable.
1: Yes. And so I've got a really good team set up for um what's going to be a great year. The the rotary year starts July 1st. Uh so and it goes until the next July.
0: You know what what's so cool about this? James is um like since you're you're such a doer and you like to get involved in stuff and and you have um, a great mannerism about you. You're not like a bossy kind of guy, right? But you you can um, you could apply a little bit of pressure that it doesn't feel like pressure to get things to happen, like, which is like a, like a not a boss, but a, a a fellow leader or something like that. And so, what was so cool that you're coming out of the fitness industry and you're going into this rotary. Um, is that you could possibly influence these people to do things that they never thought they, they could do or even thought of that could help the world, at least your local world, uh, in, a, in a small way, right? Because you have this outlook that they don't have. And fitness people are, like, like, really, like, a lot of fitness people, they know what, you know – 200 pounds on a bar feels like they know what a 30 pound club uh club is and they know kind of like what reality is like truth is because of this right? right very grounded people a lot of fitness people especially coaches right they they're like yes. they're not beating around the bush wasting people's time like oh you need to do this nope this is what you need to do you know i don't care what you say this is what you know and it, and this is the kind of personality and i think that's uh you're going to make some kind of impact there.
1: Thank you. But that, so let's bring it back to how, you know, how I started and what's going on here. Well, being able, you know, because for people that are wanting to have their own business and have their own fitness business, you got to know how to read people, right? So I have clients that they will give me pushback. I'm not saying all my clients don't give me pushback. I get pushback. And then I'm just like, you know what? Let's look at it from a different way. Let's do this. I never say try. Let's try this. I never say try. Right. So back to my OG Star Wars days, right? Yoda, right? You there is no try. You either do or you don't, right? I don't, I don't try to train people. I don't try to lead. I don't try to be successful. I look at what I can do each day, a goal, a purpose that can get me to that next level or that can teach me where I'm at because maybe I haven't graduated to the next level. So I need to understand, okay, I might need to go back a step, relearn a couple things and then move forward again. So if you're willing to be in that, I hate to say state of flux but you're understanding that there's going to be ups and downs. It's not always up, but as long as you're not staying stagnant, you're not staying flatlined, right? You're going to have progress and you're going to achieve your goals. And that's what I do with my clients. Cause I do have clients that will say, I'm not feeling this. This is not in the right way, blah, blah, blah. I'll change the entire workout on the fly. All right. Put the Mason clubs away, put the kettlebells away. Really? Yep. We're going to do something completely different. We're going to box. Uh, What? We're going to box. Yep. Sounds like you need to hit something and it's not me. So let's go over to the bag. Okay. We'll work on the bag for like five, 10 minutes. And they're like, you know what? Let's go back to the Mason clubs. Let's give that another try. And all I did was reset. Yeah. Right. I reset what was happening up here. Yeah. They might've had a bad day. Their kids might've been bad at school um the home life may not be good right they almost got in a car wreck on the way to their appointment right and they didn't tell me but they're all stressed and freaked out about it all right so it's my job as their trainer to read their body language to listen to their words right and to help them achieve what they hired me to achieve yeah which is a better outlook on their life Yes, they all want to lose the weight. Yes, they want the six-pack abs. Yes, they want to look good in the bikini. Yeah, they want to look good, you know, when they're trying on their new suit. But what they're really hiring me for is to change the outlook of their life. And I do that through motion because humans learn through activity. Yes, yes. Right? We learn through activity. You had to learn how to type on a keyboard. You had to learn how to use a mouse. Right? That's activity. That's movement, right? Running, walking, jumping. You had to learn how to do that. And once you've learned it and you actually completed that task, it's with you. It's in your nervous system forever.
0: Yeah. I think you're you're when you're uh learning stuff and you're moving. Uh, that's a great way to like, you know, study for a test, even, you know, like do some light movement while you like go for a walk and listen to a lecture in your headphones or stuff like that. But now you mentioned reset and that's my favorite thing. I I call it steel mace reset. And I've noticed this before. And um, so here we could kind of like pair notes, right? And this is what we're doing on the podcast here, showing the world what this modality is all about. So I've, I had a, um, he was a cop and I was training him, and he didn't have a great squat at all. Um, And he could barely do it right, you know, without weight. And then when you put a little weight in there, it it got messed up even more. Uh, But he was struggling for a while, and I was kind of struggling myself trying to help this guy along. So I just said, you know what, we're just going to put a 45-pound barbell on your back, and you're going to do a barbell squat, even though he was still kind of shaky. And um, it, it, it seemed to work a little bit. It seemed to work. And uh, he was getting frustrated. So I said, you know what? Rack it, and then let's, let's swing a mace. I didn't tell him what we were doing. He started swinging a mace, and I just told him to pay attention to what his feet are doing, pay attention to what his legs are doing. And we just kept this going for a while. And then we put him back. I just asked him, go back, do the bar again, uh, squat it. And he, he did better. Yeah. He did better. It broke up whatever the blockage it was that he was having.
1: Right, well, you incorporated a movement that his nervous system on some level liked, yes. right? And then you went back to a movement that sometime in the past, his body didn't like. Yeah. And since you had just done a movement that he liked, those pain receptors started to calm down. And then the mechanoreceptors, which are the receptors in your joints, they started to fire up. And then what happened was the proper sequence of the muscles with the added weight, right, were starting to kick in in the proper sequence because you neurologically hacked into his nervous system or her nervous system, whoever that person is, you neurologically hacked into that nervous system so that they could achieve that movement that you wanted them to achieve that's that's awesome that's awesome i love it
0: yeah that's deep stuff i mean that's like uh information any coach would love to know about i mean that's that's like you mentioned yoda earlier that's like yoda's stuff right there (laughs) so now you were mentioned mechanoreceptors and all this stuff so you so just to not to I know it's a lot of deep stuff here, but I, just to take it a little bit deeper. So are we saying, or are you saying, that um, when a person is in a position they don't like squatting, perhaps they don't like doing legs, they don't like having the bar on their back, their their whole mindset is so screwed up, so to speak, that it's causing their mechanoreceptors and, and everything else to not operate properly? Like the body's actually shutting down because of this?
1: What I'm saying is, and we're we're dealing with someone, a client who doesn't have a mechanical issue, meaning their ligaments are intact, the tendons are intact, right? They're not dealing with um, a major life issue okay they're they're everyday people. what they've taught themselves and what the school system in some effect has taught is for everyone to sit, right? And then you you see in the paper and in, in the online all the time, how programs are getting cut out. Music, art, PE, these are some of the first things that get cut out of school. And the rest of the time, these young folks are just sitting all the way up through the collegiate level, right? Whereas we just talked about humans learn through motion, right? So with your previous example, you incorporated an activity with mason clubs that their nervous system enjoyed, right? Whatever happened to them before, now you've hacked into that part of their nervous system that now is going to start enjoying. And I use the word enjoying. Your body is starting to react to your training. It's starting to accept the load and the movement to where you can get those gains, right? Everything that a human learns, I mean, you could be the violin, the drum, saxophone, singing, that's all motion. You're learning, right? Going to uh, a Broadway play. Are they sitting at a desk and they're talking to you through the speaker? No, they're acting, they're moving. They might do a burpee on stage, right? They might do a backflip on stage. They might just walk across the stage and accidentally stumble as a part of the act, right? On Broadway. People are going to see that activity. They're not just sitting there watching people stare back at them, right? Same thing happens with the clients and with your clients. They want that interaction. They want that mobility and they want to be able to do it in a way it's not going to hurt them later. Do my clients get sore? Yep. Do they have sore muscles? Yep. Do they cuss me out when their muscles are sore? Yep. But guess what I do? Next session, I always I start my sessions all with, "How are you feeling? What don't I know from the last session?" And I could have just trained them yesterday, but if they didn't tell me that they had just fallen down the stairs that night. And that's why their back is sore, even though we did legs the day before, right? I'm like, all right, let's revisit this. Why is your back sore? And then I'll start going into mobility drills that can help alleviate some of their pain. And if I have to refer to a physician, a physical therapist, chiropractor, I have no problem referring because that now becomes out of my scope of practice. I tell them what I found through the range of motion that we're working. And then I let those experts deal with that. But I've got sports therapists, doctors, they refer people in all the time. Now that's great. Because they know that when they come here, I'm going to apply what they've already done and they're not going to get hurt. A lot of my clients, they don't, every client, not just my clients, every client, nobody wants to leave the gym broken that's not fun that's not enjoyable now you're teaching them to hate fitness yeah because you broke them down right this isn't boot camp right i in fact i just i have a young man leaving for marine boot camp next week hired me for two and a half months two hours a week we went through everything i had a graduation workout for him at the end I included mason clubs, tire flipping, stones, you name it. But I told him, I said, I'm just preparing you for the boot camp. The boot camp's going to be much worse, but you're ready for it. Mentally, I've got you prepared. He goes, yes. My clients leave here mentally prepared for whatever they got to deal with the rest of their day. Always. They never leave here defeated. If they left here feeling defeated, I've not done my job. I have not done my job, but if they leave here feeling empowered, motivated, and they thought, you know what, James, I could have done one more set. Great. That's awesome. Maybe we'll do that extra set next week. Today, this is what I had for you. You did amazing. Nice work. Enjoy the rest of your day. I always walk them out. I meet them in the lobby. I walk them in. I walk them out. I greet them. And then I, I get them back in the car, you know, and we end up having good bonds, good relationships. But they know when they're with me, it's a trainer, you know, client relationship. We're not friends at that point. I'm your trainer. Wow. Outside the gym, you want to go for a coffee? Yeah. I, I I can be your friend, but inside the gym, I am your trainer. And if you're breaking people down all the time, one, that's a bad business model. Yeah. So now you're teaching injury. Well, they might have already had an injury coming in, right? Everyone's got something when they come in. They might have a back strain or you know, whatever. Name name the issue, they're going to have it. And it's your job as a trainer to work around that if it's not something that's beyond your scope of practice. You should always train within your scope of practice. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physical therapist. I was a massage therapist, but I'm not anymore. I was a fireman, right? So I, I have skill sets that I can apply, but when it gets beyond my scope of practice, I will definitely refer out.
0: Yeah. That's always the, the best way to do it. And then uh, they could, whoever you send them to, chiropractor, whatever they, they send the, your your client back to you uh, better. And then you can, right. you can continue with them. And, um, and, and you know chiropractors and physical therapists out there they should not feel challenged by uh personal trainers um, they're not gonna steal their clients um in fact I think it's the other way around once once a client knows that the personal trainer and the and the chiropractor both have the best interests like that it's it, it they feel more empowered and 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 want to keep doing it. I mean, especially who doesn't want to feel good? And when you start feeling good, you're like on a high that you you can't compare to anything else. James, I, I gotta say, based upon everything that you've been saying here, uh, forget about Rotary. You should just run for vice president and then just get the whole friggin' country whipped up into shape and ready to, to challenge things and we'll be a much better country. I think we need people working out, man. I swear, I think that's the, the good medicine that this country needs right oh
1: absolutely well i mean we had a well-known actor at the time uh he was you know the presidential fitness uh when i was growing up and yeah. you had to do i mean you actually had to do pull-ups mm-hmm. and sit-ups i think that. Rope stuff climbs no. back in the day right yeah. you had to do a 40-yard dash back in the day in front Total of people run. Yeah. Back in the day, everyone, I mean, this, this is all the way back in elementary school. I remember doing that. Yeah. And you start taking that away. You know, if you look at the logo behind me and on my shirt, yeah, it's the points, the three points is mind, body, and spirit.
0: Yeah. Okay. You are a right? warrior, man. That's just, this is uh, i call it the three edges and you know, this is this is an interesting topic. We'll have to have this one some other time because the warrior uh, idea, as corny as it may sound, it it is right on the money. Because warriors, like you mentioned earlier, who were swinging mason clubs back in the day, uh, they also had the the mind, the body, the spirit, and whatever the spirit was for them, you know, it was something greater, something bigger than us, and it's that. Um, connection to your ancestors which is important tradition right and oh man i could i could just bite into that stuff all day long but so i i was going to ask you about your logo actually I, I i never um thought of it and then while we were talking just now i'm like i got to ask him before we hang up so you you came up with that logo and um how long have you had that that
1: mindset for um i wish i could take credit for the logo this actually came from uh Someone at my church who that's what he does for other businesses and that he creates brands and logos.
0: And that's a shield.
1: And, and I asked him, I said, yeah. So I got a shield. You know, the W is Woodalls. Yeah. The shield. So you got the mind, body, and spirit, the three points. And then the shield, that could be offensive or defensive. Right. And there's times in your life when you need to go on the offensive right, take charge, and then there's times we need to kind of maybe just back off, go on the defense a little bit, see where the other person is going, what are they really talking about, what do they mean, Yeah, you know, let me just close my mouth for a minute, and I'll listen to them, and I'll hear what they're saying, and then I can go back on the offensive, if I need to be, right, or we might just agree to disagree, who knows, right, but that's what the shield is for, it's for the offense or the defense, and there's times in the training in here where the client is on the offense. They're they're going at it. And then there's times when all I do is mobility drills. So now we're defending against injury. Yeah. right. are doing prevention, right? So I back it down a little bit. And then I go back and forth of that all the time. But that's yeah, what the, that
0: is. That's a, that's a cool philosophy, uh, calling it offense-defense, because uh, especially young guys – who are crushing it in the gym, right? And then all of a sudden, they hit a plateau or they get injured or something like that. It can mess with their minds that they got to lower the weight. They think they're never going to get their muscle back, whatever. But what you're doing is saying, no, no, no. This is not a loss. You're just on the defense. That's all. And you could could fight back from the defense. You're going to learn from the defense. You're going to get better from the defense. Changes the mindset completely and you're going to actually, that person will actually bounce back faster because of that, right? They're not going to have to go through that long process of being down and out and then having to pull themselves up out of it. It'll be a shorter drop into the
1: trough and then they come out of it quicker. Right. I mean, that's how humans, that's how we learn. Yeah. You have to have that challenge and you have to overcome that obstacle. And you must no have done what that. What it is. When you it were could fighting be a physical obstacle, it could be a mental obstacle, it could be a spiritual obstacle. Yeah. Right? But yeah. humans are designed to go through that so that you learn how to come out onto the other side.
0: Yeah. And I you bet might you, learned... you
1: might repeat it. It might take you two or three times to actually learn it. But once you get it, trust me. Yeah. You got it. And it'll right. be and with you
0: forever. You could reproduce it every time you... And you must have had plenty of that in dealing with leukemia. You probably were spiritually being stretched, physically being stretched, mentally, and then you had to face it every time, right? So, I mean, this is... You're the, a guy to hear about it from, if if not anybody else.
1: Yeah, no, in the hospital... I mean, I was almost an entire year in the hospital. And did I have dark moments? Yes. I had dark moments. Did I ever fear death? No. Because I know where I'm going, right? Yeah. Lord, if, if you're ready for me, then I'm ready. Yeah. If you're not done with me here, get me out. Let me go be a force of good. Yeah. Continue to spread your message, right? Don't keep me in here. But I tell you, while I was in the hospital, I trained three nurses. Oh, really? Yeah. Body weight training. We did body weight training. No kidding. Three of them them were like, how do I work on my tricep? How do I work on my shoulders? Because it was becoming summer and we were in the hospital. So I've got tubes coming out, right? I'm dragging both of my IV things out to their desk. And the desk has that flap, right, where you can get in and out from behind. So I just turned it over. I hopped up and started doing dips. And they're like, wait, 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 the tubes and stuff. And I'm like, you asked me to show you, this is it. Now I did try to negotiate. All right, so I do charge for this. If I can get a break on my bill, you know, (laughs) help me out. And they're like, no, we can't. But I showed them the proper way to squat. I worked on their movement, their gait, right? I worked on their upper body. You know, in the hospital, I was training people in the hospital.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, that's amazing. That's something that I
1: haven't. I had. I don't. I haven't really told a lot of people about that. But there was three nurses that actually every day they would come in. All right, what do you got for me? What, what can you show me? What, what else can I do? And I, I would coach them right there.
0: That is so cool, man. Yeah, and that probably really helped you because it took the focus off of you. You got to do what you like to do. Uh, they were probably very receptive to it, especially if this sick guy is able to do dips with tubes coming out of him. Oh my God, how can they? How can they turn it down? That that is um, a lesson to be learned right there on how to handle things. I mean, that's. Well, uh, I
1: ended up. I ended up walking a marathon on the cancer floor. And what inspired me was outside four miles door, Yeah, I walked, 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 ah. walked. Walk. I had a clicker, kept track. So I had to do ten laps to equal two hundred meters. On the cancer floor. Nah. Right. So I had to had a little clicker that they gave me, and I kept track. Anyone that came to visit me, they were walking with me in the hallway. I said, "Just bring your tennis shoes. We're we're walking." Right, I got to get this. But what inspired me was outside my door were other patients that had done it before me. I never would have thought of that. But yeah. then I saw them and I'm like, oh, I'm a trainer. No, 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 no. They, they can't. I got to be on the board. So I got myself on the board.
0: That's awesome. Wow. How long did it take?
1: I don't know. I lost... You lose track of time. I, I, bet. I bet when you're in the hospital and all you see is the same four walls. Well, you just did it though. So I mean, I that's... did it. We had a celebration. Um, I could send you some pictures and stuff where they took pictures and video of me doing yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it it was a it was a great moment. But the cancer doctors were like, because I was always dressed when they came in to see me in the morning, right. They're like why are you dressed? You're in the hospital. You should just just be laying in the bed. And I go, Have you ever seen a cell under the microscope that wasn't moving? And they go, Yes. And I go, Well, if the cell's not moving, what is it? And they go, Well, it's dead. And I go, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but there were times where I didn't get out of bed. I, I I mean, I I had those days. Yeah, I absolutely had those days where the morphine and the pain and just. I couldn't, I couldn't lift my head off the pillow. Yeah. But I had more days, way more days getting out of bed. I made myself stay on a schedule. Right. I didn't just drift in and out aimlessly waiting and waiting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I maintained a schedule. That's awesome.
0: James, we're going to, uh, end the podcast now, and uh, just want everybody to know: if do you have a date for the next vintage strength games yet, or um, you're still working on it?
1: Uh, the date will be announced, but it'll definitely it'll be this upcoming, you know, 2024. Okay, uh, I will make a big announcement. Um, yeah, I will do all the hoopla for it. Of course, I will let you know about it immediately when I get a date. Okay, uh, so we can start promoting. Yes, and, definitely. Uh I, I I really hope you can make this next one, man. I missed you. I know, the I know. Last one. I was so I was psyched to see you, man. So I, I had a little moment of
0: depression there with, with uh, my scheduling was all screwed up and, and I my I was expecting to go and then I just realized this isn't gonna happen and I actually was like a pissed off dude for like three days grumpy and I was talking all down like I never get to do anything I like to do anymore. <laughs> It's was like being like that. And I mean that's that was upsetting, but uh, no next time um uh, I'm clearing clearing the whole week around it just so there's nothing that's gonna get in the way. And I'm yeah, be we there.
1: had I mean we had people travel with their families here from out of state.
0: Yeah, that's wild, man. So
1: wild. a husband and wife came or they brought their kids with them. Um and Clayton I mean, we're close to Raleigh. We're close, we're close to a lot of things. Yeah, there's so, things that
0: the family can do if they don't want to stay. Around could, or if whatever. they don't
1: want to hang around the gym all day, because you and I could hang around the gym all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not be bored at all. Right, right. If they don't want to do that, there are a ton of things yeah. that they can do. And I have access to all the chamber of commerce stuff and I can always uh you know get you that information right. uh, for folks that are interested. Um on our Facebook page I posted about it, but Yeah. I'll let you know on, on the next date. Okay. And uh, what we do have coming up in October is the DECA strong event. That's D E K A. And, um, that's a part of the Spartan program, like Spartan races with the mud runs and stuff. Yeah. So we're having a big event here in October and we're already getting signups for that.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So, uh, best place to for people to look take a look at that and see if they want to come is facebook page or
1: yeah they can go to um the the deca to the Spartan Deca facebook page and it'll be in their events okay sign up link and all that stuff um and it's october 21st so okay. just they, they can narrow their search it's october 21st which is a saturday and um yeah i mean we're we're expecting a big like the Woodalls Vintage Strength games, that had a good crowd. I, I think we're going to get a bigger crowd for this. Okay, is, great. Which is awesome. Which again, I can use that and then I can promote yes. Mason Clubs and right. what we do. And so you see where it's all, it meshes, it all meshes together.
0: Yeah, right. Always, always got to promote it. Just, you're just letting people know what what's out there because otherwise, a lot of people don't know what to ask. So you got to be, you got to be pushing it so that's great and then um woodallsfitness.com i believe is right
1: WoodallsFitness.com, that's our uh website uh we have a, a facebook page so facebook.com backslash instagram.com backslash same thing for twitter uh i'm also on linkedin so you can just type in linkedin.com backslash james woodall um and we're on youtube So, yes.
0: All right. So there you have it, everybody. There's James Woodall for you once again. Great to have you on, man. This was an awesome conversation. I learned so much about training and stuff like that. And uh, I can't wait to talk about this with the people in my life. And uh, just a lot of fun getting together with you like this. So I look forward to doing it again. And everybody listening, please share this one. And uh, do consider checking out a Woodall's Vintage Strength Games in your near future, coming faster than you'd think. So get ready, start swinging, uh, connect with James, ask him all the questions you want to ask him. Uh, it sounds like he'd be happy enough to uh, sh- talk with you. So um
1: always it. Take always. advantage.
0: Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. It's good seeing you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, everybody. Go to adexclub.com to purchase a steel mace or a steel club that's adjustable, made right here in the United States.